As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Aubrey. And this is Chicklet, a literature comedy podcast where we enjoy getting lit and talking about books that spoke to us as young adults. And where we get sidetracked by our own personal opinions and quote the office way too much. We've been best friends for over a decade, so join in on the fun and grab a drink, y'all. Books are a portal to another world. The books I read as a teenage girl. I'd like to talk with you over a beer. Let's discuss the themes. Lend me an ear. We'll have a drink and hear your thoughts on it. Let's get chiclet. Let's get chiclet. No, it's important. Nothing is important in my life. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Um Nothing is important in my life. Three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to Chicklet, everyone. The well, holidays are kicking my ass. And the points don't matter. Everything's made up of the points don't matter. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in a weird place today. I noticed. I noticed. My boots hurt. I'm well, feeling tired. She's. She's sharing everything today. I'm just sharing everything. I've been there. I've been there. I always yeah. look like a boomer because when we record this, we're, we can see each other, Karen and I. <laughs> and I always have my like head really low or my chin's not quite in the picture because I'm like speaking into the mic. Boomer selfie. But I look like I'm doing a really like fat man's boomer selfie. It's just really bad anyway. Whatever. Hi. Welcome. Hi. I'm Aubrey. <laughs> I'm Karen. We're what are we, Aubrey? We're a we're we're besties and we're also a podcast. And we're called Chicklet. And we're a literature comedy based and we enjoy burping. 
getting I'm lit. I'm drinking beer again this week. See? Getting lit is our thing. And we love to talk about books that spoke to us as, as young adults. I'm having a stroke. Take a look around. I'm the sunshine in your hair. Do you know that song? <laughs> yes. <You> know? <laughs> what is All that? Right. Who is that? All right. we. I don't know. Look it up. Lone Star. Lone Star? Okay, yeah. this season we're analyzing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer slash Philosopher's Stone by She Who Must Not Be Named. We have got some social media. You can follow our Instagram. At Chiclet Pod. Our Twitter. I feel like I'm in trouble. She got mad at me at Chiclet Pod. I don't, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I'm just trying to get this part out of the way. Our <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> Chiclet.podcast.info at gmail.com. Bye, you can buy us a coffee. Ooh, buymeacoffee.com slash chiclet pod. And if you're feeling generous, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. Which is patreon.com slash chiclet. Just Google you can, us. You can also <laughs> Google it. Leave us a <laughs> voicemail, please. At 984 and I should mention, we do still have a Patreon contest going on. So if you feeling generous, you can subscribe to us at the three, five, or ten dollar level, and mm-hmm. you will get access to all sorts of cool bonus content. But if we get to ten subscribers this year, we're gonna do a Fifty Shades of Grey season. She's by pain of death. I'm being forced into this. I said we wouldn't do it unless it was for like a little bit of money. Money. <laughs> And the patrons yeah. will get it first, but everyone will get it at some point. Yeah, very, very true. So if you feel like you want to hear us roast, if you like what we did with Twilight, you'll, you'll love what we're going to do. Probably love <laughs> what we're going to do to that because apparently it's a monstrosity. I personally have only read snippets. I've only read online, the sex scenes, but they're barely like, sex scenes. Yeah, like I've read things in articles, but I've not actually read the book. So I, I kind of have a idea of what we're in for but we'll see you just gotta subscribe if you want to hear like, that shit y'all she, she doesn't even i was from what i remember correctly she doesn't even use like anatomical terms like she doesn't say like dick or penis or vagina or pussy or like anything she literally is just like he pushed into me and it's like i want to hear you fucking describe that shit this book this book is supposed to be sexy make it sexy Anyway, that's, that's just a, uh, like that's what Phyllis was like getting her rocks off to in the office cold open when she's listening to it was she pushed into me. <laughs> yeah, my wow. inner goddess screamed inside of me. That's just a little taste of what you might get <laughs> if we get to 10 subscribers this year. True, 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 true. So subscribe <laughs> if you if you if you have the means and we if, we don't expect it. We don't we're stupid. Always deserve what it. You'll get but if you want that content, you, you got to hit that subscribe it. button. You should subscribe because it was my birthday. Subscribble. Do it for the birthday. No, I'm kidding. Well, Ugh. yeah. Well, it was my birthday this week. That is truth. I'm not lying about that. It was your birthday yesterday. How was your birthday yesterday? It was fine. Just chilled at home, Henry. The day before, on the second uh marissa came over and like we went out to like tj maxx and i got like a nice little wallet and um 
then the next day, which was my actual birthday, Henry like made dinner, which was like tacos, and he made like all fresh mm. like salsa verde and shit. Ooh, good on you, Henry. He made, and he made me a cake, which if you are on our Instagram, uh, I did post a photo. It's a cho- like triple chocolate cake with Reese's in the middle and then like fudge mm-hmm, cream mm-hmm. on the top and shit. So it was fun. It was nice. It was just chill. I had a couple of days off from work, so it was nice to like not That's be good. on my feet and yeah, di- dying. Yeah. And then I was like, I just just before we started recording, I got so excited because I was like, Karen, my credit went up. <laughs> I'm now officially not in the poor, poor section of credit. I'm so excited. I'm I'm technically in fair, but I think I was in poor like last month. And I think this might be the first time in our lives that you've had like a higher credit score than me. <laughs> what? It's higher by well, a lot. I'm not gonna say how much, but it's a lot. <laughs> I'm yeah, I can't believe I'm I've been doing really well uh trying to like get my shit up and it's like you know your oldest shit when you get really excited that your credit went up. That's like You're doing good, man. Such an adult thing. It's, it's gross. true. Whatever. I mean, might as well take advantage of it now until the economy collapses once again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy us a house out in the woods and Henry will make sure that it's like zombie proof. Ooh. Like, yeah, he's like, he could do it. The other he day I was like, woods anyway. I was talking to my friend who's um, a real estate agent and she was like, I was like, do you think that we're going to have another like 2008 thing where they're just like, cause they're, the interest rates are going up this year, but last mm-hmm. year they were super duper low because they yeah. were trying to keep it, like, you know, keep the industry going. So the housing market has just been insane the last couple of years. And, like, <laughs> she was like, she was like, no, because back then you could literally just, like, put that you were a hairdresser making, like, $300,000 a year. And they would not check on it and just give you, like, a fucking mansion that you couldn't afford. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that you can't be successful as a cosmetologist, but... You know, if you're just cutting people's hair in a salon, you're probably not making six figures. <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> uh, can um, I just? I, I have a PSA I want to say about yeah. anybody who shops in a grocery store where there's like a mini buffet or there's like food available, mm-hmm. like in the grocery store. You know, we have several that are like that that have like buffet like chinese food or yeah, yeah yeah pizza um don't use your fucking hands when you grab shit use the tissue use the tongs use whatever's available to you who's doing that these motherfuckers at my motherfucking job the, the they come into the bakery and they be using their hands when there are literal signs that say please use the tissue that's located here like Please don't. I had a customer. This is why I had a very specific customer because I've noticed this with a lot of people and I'm like, that's nasty. But there's one guy literally grabs a loaf of bread with his hands. Ew! Comes to me and says, can you slice this? Which we don't have anything to do that. Uh, We shut down our uh, public 
slicer for COVID. Um, and he was like, uh, okay, well, I don't want this. And I walk over and I'm like, well, I have to throw this away now because you put your hands all over it. And he was like, okay. He didn't even care. Bro, there's literally like a highly transmissible variant of a virus going around. Like you've got to be fucking kidding me. Can please, please, if you see people not using like the tissue or the tongs or forks or whatever is available and wherever you are. It doesn't matter where you are. If it's at the fucking gas station where they have that little rolly thing that has hot dogs on it or whatever. I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you see someone with their hands on it, be like, motherfucker, no. Because when I see it, I'm trying to call it out now because it's gross. Like, you, if I catch it, no, that's nasty. Originally, I have when to you say. Said, originally, when you said buffet, I was thinking, I was like picturing someone just walking up to the Chinese buffet and just grabbing like a handful like of lo Digging their hand. <laughs> I'll the take this service. sesame chicken. Yeah. Um, and we'll, I have one more thing before I ask you how your week has been. Should we make a rant section just for you? I really might need a rant section. I get really, that was so, I'm, mm, anyway. Be like, really with Seth and Amy? Yeah, for real though. I need something. Okay, what's your other one? Uh, I was just going to say my little brother called me uh, yesterday. And he was the sweetest little thing I've ever heard in my life. He called me to wish me happy birthday. And like, he was talking to me about what he got for Christmas. And like, just, it was so cute. And then I asked him how old he thought I was. And he said 65. And I was (laughs) fucking offended as hell. God damn it. Like, I was like, no. No, honey. I'm 33. That's like way, way, way more than I, way more. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't even being nice. Like that was just straight up mean. Like, he don't know. He was mad. He was like, whatever. If I'm 65, then he's 62. (laughs) Right. I swear to God, but it was really sweet. He's so funny. So what did he get for Christmas? Did he get some Hot Wheels? I'm pretty sure he did. He kept saying that he got a phone, but I could hear his cap worker in the back going, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like, I could hear him trying to prompt him to stay on topic because, you know, he'll do this thing where he'll go, Aubrey, we're going to Walmart and we're going to go get it. And I'm like, no, Matt. No, we're not. Stop. <laughs> Stop right there. It's like what he wants not- to be doing with you. <laughs> right, right. And he does it with everyone. Like he's yeah. like, he'll just be like, I want to go there and I want to go to the bank. And I'm like, can you not? Okay, honey, I'm going to ask you what you ate for lunch for the fifth time. <laughs> what did you eat? No. But he was very sweet. And it was, That's it, super made my, cute. it made my day. He thinks I'm really old. Yeah. He thinks I'm, I was like, man, I feel so old today. And then he's like, you're 65. <laughs> I can what hear him fuck? saying it. Fucking roasting sesh. Like he didn't even care. He did not care. It was fucking hilarious. roasting sesh. I'm dead. He, yeah, he roasted me pretty good. Mm-hmm. How about you though? I well, know you've been having, you've had your your in law there, and you've been visiting family, and then I'm sure going to the beach and doing all kinds of shit. Yes, we, it's been, it's been quite a week. I finished up a class for work last week. 
Um, I went to my friend's house and she had gotten one of those like Lidl wine advent calendars. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cause they were on sale and with that sale girl, get that sale. Mm-hmm. She got it for like 40 bucks or something crazy. It what was, was like, the regular cheap. price? I was like, like 70 maybe. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. Actually, no, I think it, she said it was 30. It was like really, really marked down. That's and, a good, fuck. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, I got, she texted me on like Tuesday or Wednesday last week and was like, so I bought a wine advent calendar. It's the equivalent of six bottles of wine. And the only way that my husband would let me buy it was if I said it was for you. <laughs> So she was like, so you're going to come over to my house on Thursday because we were planning to make tamales. Um, it's the same friend I made them with last right. time. And we were making chicken tamales this time. Um, so we went over there. I made the meat and stuff ahead of time. So it didn't take like all fucking day. I still took all fucking day, but whatever. Um, and I went over there in like the afternoon and we just like tore into that shit. Like I think we drank <laughs> half, probably like over half the month of those bottles. And we just like split the rest and I took them home. But um, we made chicken tamales. They came out pretty good. Um, the f- <laughs> we made them like bigger than I made them last time because I usually make mine pretty small. And I was like, let me try and see if I can get to like a medium sized tamal um, this time because I feel like the smaller ones are just like not as satisfying. Like there's less corn in them and stuff. Yeah. So we made them bigger. Some of them were like way too big because I took me a while to get my size right. Um, and we made. <laughs> more than we made last time so i knew i was gonna have to steam them for a little longer but like i didn't realize how much longer it was gonna take because we packed that pot fucking full and um we made cheese and pepper chicken and cheese and regular chicken with like salsa verde and it was really good uh but i took them out because i thought they were done but then i ate one i was like so something wrong with this tamal like I don't know are they all like this like did I under hydrate the masa like I was just freaking out because I was like I just did all this work and these taste like shit and so then I was like I, I was like maybe they're just not done because like either when you open up a tamal it's supposed to be like fully separate from the corn leaf like the corn leaf should not be sticking to it at all mm, um okay and I was like, this is still like pretty doughy. So I put them back in and steamed them for literally like another 45 minutes. And then I turned off the heat and let them sit in there for like another 15 or 20 minutes. And then I opened them up and let them cool. Sorry, this is probably getting really boring for everybody out there. But um, anyway, long story short, I just didn't steam them long enough. But like, usually it's only ever taken me like two hours max. And this time it took me like almost three hours. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Well, at, least they, at least they ended up being good and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they came out super good. People have been raving about them. I think Judd even liked them better than the pork ones, which I was like, that's pretty good. Wow. Um, and the salsa, um, the tomatillo salsa that I made was really good. Um, I bet it's not as good as Henry's. Probably not. That's Henry's, right. Henry's that's pretty right. good. Yeah, I'm starting drama. <laughs> yeah yeah because me and henry are totally gonna get in a fight you guys are gonna fight put him up henry i'm just kidding he probably so beat cute, my ass though. not that he would he, he would never do that i feel um, like deep down there's a rage it's very deep down it's true actually i could see that um, i feel like if like he was in like a 
a situation where he's being like robbed or like whatever, you know? He'd yeah. Like, oh yeah. Ham. He'd go ham. He definitely would. Um, oh, yeah. What else? What else? What else? Oh, New Year's was fun. We ended up. Oh fuck! I forgot about New Year's. We couldn't, we couldn't find, like, a good channel to watch the ball drop on. So I ended up, like, just putting it on, like, right at midnight. And we just watched the ball drop. But we watched the <laughs> um, Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson New Year's party. <laughs> oh, gosh. How was it, that? It actually was, like, pretty okay. Yeah? It was, like, it was, like, funnier than I thought it would be. And the music was really good, surprisingly. Okay, 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 okay. They did some I mean, pretty Pete funny... Davidson's pretty funny for the most part. Sometimes... He's not, Miley, but most of the time I, I laugh. Miley's coming to her own. I definitely think she was a victim, well, not a victim, but, like, I definitely think she was, like, a product of, like, Disney Channel sitcoms for a while where everything's just, like, overstating the punchline because that's funny. Um, right. But she she's gotten, she's gotten, as she's matured, I think she's gotten a little bit better at comedy. Like, if she has somebody to, like, riff off of, she can actually mm-hmm. be pretty funny. Um, yeah. So some of the actual, like, stand-up that they tried to do was like a little awkward but the the skits that they pre-recorded were like really funny they had one where they were like it was like her and him like sitting backstage like the day of the thing and they were talking about how like they don't like to party that much anymore and he was like Miley I thought you took like all this Molly back in the day and she was like actually it was like Tums <laughs> like and then they have to like go but they have to like go live on Instagram so they're just like what's up party ever day like, and then they're just like oh my god I'm so fucking tired <laughs> like, um, I'm dead anyway so that was pretty fun and then uh, watch the ball drop I got probably too wasted I had two glasses of champagne and that put me out um, and then the next day we went to a party at Judd's work and then we went to the beach and a couple got engaged next to us. Nice. It was fun. We took like a blanket and cause it was cold and like a mini bottle of champagne and like sat out with like the blanket around us and stuff and just like watched the waves. Um, and then Judson jumped in the ocean. Fun. <laughs> it was free. I was like, I'm not doing that. First of all, cause I'm not wearing a bathing suit. Second of it's all, freezing. it's fucking freezing. <laughs> I probably I might have done it if I was wearing a bathing suit. I just like didn't wear my bathing suit. I was like, I don't want yeah, to. I don't like fucking- to. No, I don't ever want to go in any place wet with regular clothes. Blech. Yeah, I can't. I can't handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's pretty much it. That's like my week. It's been really fucking busy, but hopefully things are gonna just. I guess things are just gonna kind of keep rolling <laughs> in January. Yeah. Started another class this week. I started another one this weekend, and then I have to start another one next week. <laughs> so that's why Woo-hoo! she's drinking today on the pod. She's just she's at it. She's at it again. Back at it again with the beer, which I should not Back have done. Back at it again. I cannot do an Australian accent at all. I've been trying all week. Back at it again, mate. No, I'm yeah, sorry, everyone. I'm, I apologize. Let me apologize to Nathan. Clear one. the airway. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> Cleared for landing. Nope. Just, it, nope. Mm, okay. Can't, nope. can't do it. Yeah, Marissa was saying the same thing. She was like, stop. Just, <laughs> just Judson's stop. Siri is Australian. It's like an Australian woman. So like, she'll be like, I can't do it. But like, we'll be having the GPS on and she'll be like, hit the next stop sign. 
tin right <laughs> i know mine is mine is my little bixby or whatever the fuck it's called is is or google my google bitch is uh like australian and i love my it google so bitch. much yeah. i want it i want something called google bitch <laughs> like, like you're like hey google bitch and then she's like fucking what <laughs> The fuck this is the last time I'm giving you permission to call me today. <laughs> I'm fucking going to sleep. You're not getting any more searches out of me tonight. I'm fucking, I have a headache. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm turning off. <laughs> turning off. Pew. Going to sleep mode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's it. Faster. Faster. Here is, here is your cab fare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here is your cool down spray. <laughs> Disgusting. South it's, Park. I love it's, it. It's horrible. Yeah. The, for anyone who doesn't know what we're so talking much. about, it's it's the South watch Park. Watch the Wake. South Park. Yeah. Watch the, the Shake, Shake Weight episode. I think it's from like the 2010s at some point. Um, so anyway. good. Uh, well, let's keep it rolling. What are you drinking today? Um, I am drinking coffee obviously yes um i'm drinking this coffee that i got at tj maxx that marissa bought for me for my birthday called papa nicholas hawaiian islands light roast blend it's very good and i'm drinking it with a creamer called unlocked classic colombian from coffee mate oh my it's delightful it's absolutely delightful I've drank like four cups of it so far. I don't know how you, girl. I had like Judson has been making cold brew at work, and I had like a half a cup of cold brew today with like some oat milk in it, and I was fucking. I was like the skeleton in the electric chair meme with like the red eyes. Like I was fucking, just like shaking, and like I was like freaking out. Like I couldn't, I couldn't Dude, calm no, down. I need it. I need it, or I like get a headache i would rather drink coffee i'm trying to cut down on the amount of dr pepper that i drink mm-hmm. like i don't i don't want to make any new year's resolutions sure because i i don't don't get me wrong if that's your thing go for it but i've i've i don't think i've ever stuck to a new year's resolution before yeah and i don't want to put that weight on my shoulders and give myself the anxiety of if i don't stick to it you know what i'm saying like yeah I'm too old for that sort of anxiety, so I'm not going to make any resolutions, but I did, before the new year ended, I did decide I wanted to try and cut down and try to drink more water, because yeah. I'm like Leah Remini, she talks about on her podcast, she's like, I don't drink water, I don't drink water, it's hard for me to drink water, I have to force myself to drink water, <laughs> and I'm like, same! Get um get like some of those water enhancer things. Like get like the Mio's or whatever that you put in your water. They have like off-brand ones that aren't expensive either. Yeah, like, like that's, flavor. Yeah, that's what I do sometimes cuz I'm I'm also like I like water. Um I like drinking water, but sometimes I just want like I I'm a big like I drink drinks all day. Like I like to have a kombucha or like a celery juice or something while I'm working. Mm-hmm. But like I will just like go for like I try to do break it up with like flavored water so it still feels like i'm having like a special drink but it's not like yeah i just don't extra like, calories i don't 
I don't like cold water. I can only drink room temperature. Like they say, that's better water. for your stomach anyway, because it it'll give you See, a stomach okay, ache. Listen, the next time you're on the phone with me and Henry's around, I need you to tell him that because I told him that, and he's like, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I don't know if he's just doing that because he's trying to like egg me on. She but just made the like, face. I was like, she it's just, the truth. It's the truth. She just made that face of like when Leonardo DiCaprio is like laughing with his like face all scrunched up at you, like <laughs> in the meme. <laughs> oh man. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, much. Uh I am drinking. Uh the other night yeah. I Jed and I went on a beer run and we went to the gas station up the street. We were feeling a little frisky and the uh they had the Bud Light Seltzer sweater weather pack. Oh, is this what you got roasted for by the scuttlebutt? And and our so. I didn't they say something about the <laughs> Well, the I know I know Morpheus had like the fall version of it. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because he was drinking it and they were like, bro, how do you drink that shit? He's like, it's just for science. Like, (laughs) I'm dead. And so we were like, we have to do it. We have to do it for science. So there was an eggnog flavored one. There was a sugar sugar plum flavored one. Actually, the eggnog, although I was expecting it to be disgusting, actually not that bad. It kind of tasted like cream soda. Hmm, interesting. Um, but the only one left was cherry cordial, so that's what I'm drinking today. Is it good? Um, I'm about to crack it, actually. I've been sipping on a Miller the rest I, of this in, time. I don't like real I don't like real cherries, but I like cherry flavored things. See, I'm the opposite. I prefer I I I don't like real watermelon, but I like watermelon flavored stuff. Okay, here we go. Ooh, it smells really Cough syrupy. Yeah, like cordially. Um, She's about go. to rumble troop. <laughs> I don't know if you got that because I think it spiked out of existence. She's about to robo <laughs> There you go. Here we go. God, what does that smell remind me of? It's like those chocolate covered cherry candies that you get. Oof. Like the yeah. ones with like the maraschino and the cream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not horrible. That's kind of how I felt about all of these. I was like, I had like a sip and I was expecting it to be like absolutely disgusting. It's a little Dimatap flavored, like a little cough medicine. Dimatap! <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long. A little Dimatap flavor. I don't think that one will make you trip. I don't think that's the one with the the stuff, the whatever that stuff is called that makes Robitussin. Robitussin is the one that makes you trip. Robitussin. Dimatap is the one that's like for kids. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it tastes a little bit like Dimatap. Not going to lie. I keep smelling. It smells chocolatey. It's weird. That is really weird. What's it called again? Cherry what? Cherry cordial. So it, I think it is supposed to be like those little cherry cordial chocolate covered candies. In the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. All right. Well, I'm going to finish this at some point. <laughs> Just the other night we were drinking and we were up in the room because like we kind of been hanging out up there. Well, so that like my father-in-law doesn't feel awkward to like walk around the house. And we were 
drinking them in our room. And the next morning I woke up and there were like five opened cans that had, he had taken like one sip of and then been like, I'll drink this later. I'm going to get a different flavor. Oh, I don't like this flavor. I'm going to drink it later. I'll get a different flavor. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I, was like, I don't even think I tried this one. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Wasteful. But, you know, I get it because, like, if you don't like the way a seltzer tastes, it's not it's not going to be a good time. Anyway, so that's what I'm drinking mm-hmm. today for just for funsies, for science. For Harry Potter. For Harry Potter. I've, um, before we go to break, because I know yes. we've got to go to break. Yes. I want to say I watched Sorcerer's Stone for my birthday. Oh, right? yes, 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 yes. Um. And I was thinking about, okay, you know the chess scene where they have mm-hmm. to play wizard's chess. Um, it's wizard's chess. As for me, I'll be a knight. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, the music in that scene when the when Harry puts the king in check, or no, Ron puts the king in check so Harry can checkmate Check to get mate. through. Uh, he's he says check, and then like the music build up, and the queen turns, and it's this, and it's I realized I was like, this is like triggering me to when I was younger. This gives me so much anxiety. Like this this whole part of the movie, that music gave me so much. It's like a march, isn't it? Kind of like a yeah and then it starts of course i screeched like it was like the trumpets at the end where it's like really like insane and again and it, I, i'm looking at the waveform right now it looks like it's spiked out of existence i'll be like editing all the time and i'll be like i have no idea what she just said because it, you're like <laughs> it just it can't handle the spike it spikes it out of existence it's it it really like I was like watching it with Henry and I was like, this gives me so much anxiety and makes me realize that I remember not liking this part as a kid. Like yeah. the mu- just specifically the music. I was like, it's, this gives music me is, so much fucking anxiety. It gives, it can really can influence your feelings, man. That's what I'm always saying with like Christian worship music. Like that's, it's literally a fucking psyop to like get you in the mood to like, Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or whatever. And then you walk out and be like, why the fuck did I do that? Right? <laughs> like, it's fucking Power weird, man. Music. I have often said that music is the closest thing we have to magic as humans because true. it has the ability to influence, like, how you feel. And anyway. I was going around the house yesterday. And I was doing it like flying around like this and Marissa's on the floor and she's like, Henry, does she do this? Like, is this what you deal with? And he's like, yep. <laughs> she's like waving her arms around like she's like up in the air like she just don't care. Or the part where last uh, episode I talked about when McGonagall turns into a human form when she yes. gets Dumbledore. And it was, I was like, Henry, I was like, I was, I was singing this in the podcast last week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Whatever. So anyway, okay, we need to let's get a break. Take a quick break. Um, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll be right back for you. We'll probably never be back here, though. I'm just kidding. I don't understand. We'll be back next week. Okay. I love you. <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to break. I love you too. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have a book you'd like us to cover on a future season? Email us at chiclet.podcast.info at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chicletpod. If you love the podcast and want to support us in other ways, check out patreon.com slash chiclet, where you can choose from three different patron tiers to receive fun extras, early access to bonus content, and maybe even some new music from the chicks. That's patreon.com slash C-H-I-C-K-L-I-T. And as always, we love reviews. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. <laughs> she, just, she just like leaned in real close to the mic and just didn't say anything. Uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, no one's going to be able to hear that. <laughs> I I just sang a beautiful song. It doesn't matter. Welcome back from break, everyone. We're here. We're reading Harry Potter. Get used to it. I'm chugging a beer. Get used to it. We're doing it. So far, 
We've met Harry. We know that he's a wizard, but he don't know he's a wizard. He made some glass disappear and a snake went to Brazil. You know, the huge for a normal 11-year-old kid. I burped a lot. Dumbledore is a manic pixie dream girl. Um, before we get into it, though, uh, Aubrey, what are your meter wrecks this week? Oh, God. I've been in a deep dive of Hell's Kitchen. We finished Master Chef, so, like, we figured we might as well go back and finish Hell's Kitchen because we kind of abandoned Hell's Kitchen for Master Chef. Hell's Kitchen is, like... It's like, it's the same thing every week, you know? It's, well, MasterChef, there's there's a little bit of drama, but holy fucking shit. We went back to, we just finished um, season 10 where Christina wins. And I've, I've I only seen Christina. like the first two seasons. She's a, she's amazing. She actually ends up becoming his sous chef there on the show. Oh, and stuff. nice. Like, I love her. Um, but there was so much drama, like people screaming at each other, almost fighting each other. And I was like, holy shit, 2012 was a wild time, man. Like <laughs> everyone had to compete with the fucking Kardashians. They were that was like it, peak Kardashian years. It was crazy. Like people were and I was just like, me and Henry were both like, why are they acting like this? Like if they just like communicated with each other, none of this would be a problem. Right. Like none of it. None of it would have been a problem if they had openly communicated. It was all he said, she said, through the grapevine bullshit stuff that I was like, these are adults? Question mark. But you know, it was fun. Shoe. Sorry. I just Prob- found like a problem. tag from a shirt on my shoe. That was really weird. Sorry. I find tags from where Henry works all the time. They're like little <laughs> orange tags. I find them everywhere. I'm like, God this damn was it. like. This was like the tag that's like sewn into your shirt. Oh, okay. but it was like ripped in yeah. half for some reason. It was very strange. Some angry little person, little borrower. You remember the borrowers? The borrowers? The movie The Borrowers? Oh my God, we're doing that for Chicklet at the movies. You know who's in that motherfucking movie? Tom Felton. As a young oh, child. It's tied in. It's tied in. I also believe. Oh, what is his name? Arthur Williams. I believe the guy who plays Mr. Weasley. I believe oh, yeah. he's in it. Yeah, Don't yeah, yeah. quote me on that. I'll have to look it up. It might be a corrections corner next week. We'll see. But I believe, I know there's two Harry Potter actors in it at least. And I know one of them's Tom Felton for sure because he's very young. And they're Aww. like little people that live inside your house, like basically in mouse holes. And they like take little thumbtacks and things from you and like live in like they have this whole community in the wall. I have never heard of this movie. You've never heard of this movie? Oh, my God. We have. To, oh, we. Is it yeah. like 90s? 90s for sure yeah, for sure tom felton would have been a little kid in the 90s it might have been i have a feeling that nathan lane was in it too hold on i'm about what to look a it cast up. oh my lord i'm about to look it up because we have to i know we have to let's let why don't you get us started on where we're going and i'll i'll look well, up i didn't get my media rex for this week oh oh yeah that's right i was watching <laughs> hell's kitchen sorry hold on hold You're on just- I'm right. Tom Felton, John Goodman, Jim Broadbent, who is Horace Slughorn in Harry Potter. Ah. And his name is Mark Williams, not Arthur Williams. He is also Lower your in volume. It. <laughs> Sorry. I got excited. Hugh I Laurie's just want people to be able it. to hear you. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's just like a whole bunch of motherfucking people in it. It's a great movie. Is Arthur Weasley the, in it? 
Yeah, Arthur Weasley. His name is Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Not Arthur Williams. I don't know why. <laughs> this is, his name this is Arthur. This is the summary, and then we will move on to your Meteor X. Okay. Children, children's author Mary Norton's storybook creations, the four-inch-tall family of borrowers who live among humans and co-op their possessions. When a crooked lawyer, John Goodman, takes over the lender family's house, he's got to reckon with the borrowers therein who launch a campaign to oust the invader and restore the home to its rightful tenants. That's really funny. It's from I love John 1997. Okay, okay. So he wasn't super young, because didn't the first Harry Potter movie come out in, like, 99 or 2000? Uh, 2000. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, Tom Felton was quite, quite young. He's, he's like, the little little boy borrower. He's I guess like it would one. be three years is a big difference if you're 11. <laughs> Four years, I guess, or three years. Yeah. yeah, he was probably, I don't know how old he was. He was probably, like, 11 or 12 in the first movie. In the first I probably, movie. I think he was old. He might have been a little bit older. I know he was and at he, least three or four years older than Emma. He also was very, like, he was a child until he was not a child. Like, they all kind of went through that, but I felt like Tom Felton especially was, like, a child, movie, and then he was, yeah. like, a grown man by movie three. Like, <laughs> I was just about to say movie three, and it's yeah. all of a sudden, like, you're tall, you have this weird bowl cut, but it's not a bowl cut. Like, what's, you're he an adult, but you're trying to be a teen, but you look like an adult? He definitely had he. You could tell he was older than all of them because they still mm-hmm. were kind of in their awkward phase, and he was sort of in an awkward phase. But he was much more of like he looked like an older teenager. In you know, movie. you know what's an awkward phase? Goblet of fire. That oh, all the hair, god. all the shaggy hair, all oh, the oh hair. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so true. It's so bad. I think Hermione's so the bad. only one who's not awkward in that movie. Like like Emma Watson looked really nice in that movie. Here's the problem, though, with Emma Watson in that movie. The director, Mike Newell, the devil, made her wear pink in every single scene that she is not in uniform. She is wearing some form of pink. Well, she wears Hermione pink in the third a- one, too, right? She yeah, the jacket, jacket. The jacket. Thing. But it's just like one... I don't know. I don't see Hermione as a pink person. I don't either. She's not I supposed think to wear a pink right. dress. It just her annoyed like- me muted colors like like navy and brown and gray yeah dark blues yeah 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 yeah. and i mean like i said her dress is periwinkle blue i'm sorry i'm getting into everything that i hate about the movies but i love the movies anyway we're not in the movies what are we doing karen what are your movie recs media Um, what's happening so i just have one podcast to recommend um and it's kind of a niche podcast but Mm -hmm. i know that there's probably a few people out there who also grew up evangelical like us and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think your family was as into focus on the family media as mine was. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know, focus on the family, um, headed by Doctor James Dobson. Uh, <laughs> she says with air quotes. I have to say he—he's technically a doctor, but he's not actually a psychologist. Mm. I don't know what the fuck he's a doctor of. Um, right. Probably theology i don't fucking know um and he he is the right-wing political pundit you've never heard of that has been influencing uh right-wing politics for decades and decades and decades i'm telling you this man was born in the 1930s and he is evil um (laughs) so he founded he founded i'm talking he influenced nixon reagan fucking uh george bush senior george bush 
W, like all Trump, like all <laughs> these people, he has been in the fucking war room with them. Um, mm-hmm. But he would have you believe that he's just a kind old man who founded a um, a company called Focus on the Family, an organization that promotes family values, which we all know is just code for let's go back to before, um, you know, uh, the civil rights era happened (laughs) Um, right let's go back to the 50s when and maybe even the 20s when women couldn't vote um so (laughs) anyway uh he (laughs) he sucks um but he has that that organization focus on the family uh that produced an audio drama called adventures in odyssey they produce a lot of children's media uh through the 80s and 90s um None of which was VeggieTales. That was a separate, that was a big idea. That was a separate thing. Uh, But Adventures in Odyssey, if you grew up in the Baptist church or any sort of charismatic evangelical church as a kid, you probably listened to it. And you probably listened to it a lot. I listened to a ton of it. I owned all of of them on tape. Um, It centers around an ice cream shop in a small town run by this old man named uh, John Whitaker. Who, fun fact, is voiced by the guy who played Otis in the Andy Griffith show. Oh, um, okay. There's actually been a few famous voice actors, like, in Adventures in Odyssey. Uh, but yeah, and so it's it's just this, it's a kid's audio drama, but it mostly is just there to, like, shove Bible verses and <laughs> slightly toxic concepts down your throat. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of women belong in the kitchen energy. And again, like I said, let's get back to the old family values, you know, the old ways. Before yeah. The old ways. Recognize black people as people. Um, oh yeah. When women didn't vote and they just stayed in the house and right. the man was above them, but the Lord was above the man. So that is not my media rec. All of that to say, I was just explaining it for like the vast majority of audience out there who did not grow up listening to that show. Mm-hmm. Um, the show that I am promoting this week is called Adventures in Ideology, and it is a yeah. pair of sisters, right? I think they're Canadian, um, and they grew up evangelical, listening to Adventures in Odyssey constantly, and they are going back through the show and listening to episodes from, like, each season and kind of, like, breaking it down. Wow. Um... And it's kind of fun because it it dissects the show in a way that's very self-aware because they're very much like ex-evangelicals like you and me. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll have their brother on who also listened to it with them. And uh, one of their husbands, I think, also like grew up listening to it. So he'll come on occasionally. Um, But yeah, they're really insightful. And they're kind of breaking up all those like insidious like childhood indoctrination stuff. Um, but it's like, they listened to it growing up. So I don't feel like it's ruining my childhood. It's just helping me like, remember like, Oh, this is why I thought this for so long. (laughs) Well, it's nice to listen to other people who have been through it or are deconstructing along with you. Like people are doing podcasts like that, who are deconstructing along with the listener. It's really helpful. It's really helpful to know that you're not the only one that's like questioning why do I think this way? Is it because of my upbringing or is it mm-hmm. because I really think this way? And like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's like, there's several things like I, I grew up by 
conservative standards. My parents were fairly progressive. I'm not going to call them progressive, but for they were a little more forward thinking. They were more forward thinking than a lot of the people you went to church and grew up around. I low key think that both my parents knew I was never going to be a housewife and didn't try to force me into that. So that's nice. Um, So sometimes I'll be like, where is this coming from? Why do I have so much anxiety around this one thing? And, and like, why was I so indoctrinated? Because like my parents didn't necessarily push this part of religion on me. Um, And, but then I listening to this podcast, I'm like, holy shit. I was literally like, it it was like drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. Like I was being Mm -hmm. like programmed because of Mm -hmm. this audio drama thing. And like, Anyway, that's kind of a mindfuck for me. So if, again, this is very niche, but if you're out there and you also listen to Adventures in Odyssey growing up, do you please question, check it. Do you feel like it's a form of brain, is it brainwashing? Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's brainwashing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. My fucking, I was raised to believe that critical thinking was not a good thing. <laughs> like, and that came yeah. directly from that audio drama. Um, yeah, it's like, wow, that's wild. Yeah. When I got to college, they were like, yeah, we're doing this, um, this thing to promote critical thinking. And I was like, is it a bad thing? I don't know. Um, yeah, I was very confused for a long time in my early twenties because I was like, hadn't deconstructed at all. (laughs) Um, but yeah, please check out if you are also sort of in my same boat, it's adventures in ideology with Karis and Candace. Um, yes. They also discuss, I think both of them went to conservative Christian colleges, which is not something in my experience. So if that's also something that you did. There's a lot of that discussion as well. Um, I I didn't you. go to a conservative Christian college or a Bible college, but I did tour several of them. And I did like college for a weekend at Liberty University and stuff. So like I Oof. was exposed to it, but I'm so glad I didn't go there because holy shit. Yeah. Ooh. I would I would have been fucking kicked out. I'd do too much bad <laughs> shit. I would have been kicked out. I would have broke the honor code like day one. Um, anyways, so we are getting into chapters three and four of the first book. Um, Harry and Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Or the Sorcerer's Stone if you're American. Um, I'm the British one, right, Scott? Anyway, sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott. There's there's a there's a YouTuber I watch who his name is Nigel Ng, and he like whenever he makes a dirty joke, he'll just like he'll play like a porn thing and be like, "Sorry, children." <laughs> so dead. We need um, some sort of thing to enter when just like a random like "Sorry, Scott." Sorry, like, Scott. Um, anyway, anyway, so the, we're gonna kind of. We're going to fly through chapter three because it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, um, it's called The Letters from No One, which chapter we four all is know. much meatier. Yes. Yes. Let me get back <laughs> to the beginning. Okay. So we open with Harry has earned his worst punishment ever because of the boa constrictor incident that we went over in the last chapter. Um, oh, boy. He He's out for the summer. Um, for you know, out of school for the summer, and he's glad that it's summer. But it's I underline this: Harry was glad school was over, but there was no escaping Dudley's gang. 
And like, this is the second time she's called it a gang. And I was like, does JK Rowling know what a gang is? Like it's a, a gang, gang a, a gang is not like three little boys that like bully people. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just because maybe I'm an adult now. Harry, because it's more from Harry's perspective that yeah. Harry considers it like more of a gang on him because they're like gang they're not, on him. They're not committing organized crime. Like <laughs> they're, they're just beating up a little boy. Like, I mean, that's yeah. also terrible, but um anyway. Yeah, they're uh, Piers, Dennis, Malcolm, and Gordon were all big and stupid. Dudley was the <laughs> biggest and stupidest of the lot. So, you know, we got great friends. You surround yourself with great friends. You'll go far in life, Dudley. You'll- <laughs> You're gonna go fucking... And we okay. find out that uh, uh, Dudley and his friend Piers were accepted to Uncle Vernon's alma mater called Smeltings. Fucking Smeltings, man. And they wear these ridiculous outfits like the... What is it? Like orange knickerbockers, a maroon jacket. I wrote, I wrote down, what the fuck even is this school? Because it's like they wear maroon tailcoats. Um, orange knickerbockers, which are knickerbockers like the short pants? I think so. Okay. Flat straw hats that I've seen before. Um, I'm picturing like people in like the bayou that wear like those. Yeah, I know. You go get out of here. Them gators are going to get you. (laughs) Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. Um, (laughs) And then they also carry knobbly sticks used for hitting each other while the teachers weren't looking. This was supposed to be good training for later in life. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is some kind of like school to breed uh, cis white males. It's true. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity school right here. Smeltings. But uh, Harry's not going to go to smeltings because he's not good enough in the eyes of his aunt and uncle Which he's just gonna go like to the public school he doesn't sound like he'd fit in there anyway um, i know he's gonna go to stonewall high and so aunt petunia is like basically dying dudley's old clothes gray which is like the uniform color and he's like really i'm gonna wear this like elephant ass skin like to fucking school like are you joking and she's like it'll be fine He's like, whatever. This we is get. Crazy. I was gonna say we get two really good instances of sassy Harry back to back. Yes, yes. Clever sausage Harry. Um, <laughs> he uh, Dudley says they stuff people's heads down the toilet the first day at Stonewall. Want to come upstairs and practice? No thanks, said Harry. The poor toilet's never had anything as horrible as your head down it. It might be sick. And then boom, <laughs> mic drop. Boom, roasted. And then when he confronts Aunt Petunia about why she's dying these clothes um she he says what's this and she says your new school uniform he said oh i didn't realize it had to be so wet like like you said (laughs) i forgot how sassy and sarcastic harry was i really don't think you see that until like the third movie there is a deleted scene uh in the in the film of that little scene i don't know if he says that quote it's been a while since i've watched it but they do have a deleted scene of aunt petunia wa- uh, washing it and in the film you can see her when harry comes in with the mail and she's got the tub on the stove and she's like dying the clothes ah, oh, so, that's yeah a, that's, that's scene, a good movie detail you're welcome america and beyond because we have a lot of listeners and i love all of you Oh, and then there's a third instance. Um, Uncle Vernon, hears, <laughs> he hears the mail and he says, get the mail, Dudley. Dudley says, make Harry get it. Get the mail, does it Harry. Say, does it say get the mail? Yeah. Or does it, does it say post? 
Yeah, get the post, Dudley. And then, yeah, he says, make Harry get it. And then he says, get the mail, Harry. And then Harry says, make Dudley get it. (laughs) And then (laughs) Uncle Vernon goes, poke him with your smelting stick, Dudley. (laughs) Which, of course, that's uh, abuse, but it's fine. Whatever. Harry dodges it. So at least he's fast. Let's just say, you know, he may be like 90 pounds, but he's pretty fast. So good for him. And he goes and runs and gets the post. And this motherfucker has an, a motherfucking envelope addressed to motherfucking Harry Potter. He does. Right there. I also was going to point out, I'm sorry that I'm stalling, but uh, I had to look up what the Isle of Wight was. Um, oh, yeah? Aunt, this is the first mention we get of Aunt Marge. Um, oh, yes. Plays a prominent role in the third book. It says that she's got a, she sent a postcard uh, to it's uncle vernon's sister marge to the dursleys from the isle of Wight, which um is a county and the largest and second most populous island of england it is located in the english channel between two and five miles off the coast of hampshire from which it is separated oh. by the solent which i also don't know what that is but i don't feel like looking it up um, um in the book it's, it's a it's a big resort it says his sister Marge was holidaying on the ah, island. Ah, and it says vacationing in mine. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's I know. fun. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> I know. This is fun. I don't know if anyone else is having fun, but we're having fun. So, <laughs> but anyway, Harry Potter has a letter for the first time ever in his almost eleven years of existence addressed to him, and it says. Mr. H. Potter, the cupboard under the stairs, four, Privet Drive, Little Whinging, Surrey. And he's like, um, a who what? And he turns it's it over. Literally. <laughs> the exact <laughs> address of where he is located. What are you doing here? Like, what? So then he flips <laughs> it over and he's. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so sorry the californians californians have made an appearance Mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm. turns it over he sees that it's got like a a crest you know which we know is the hogwarts crest but he don't know he don't know yeah don't don't tell him yet uh so he goes back and he's like gonna open this letter and dudley's like let me open this letter he's got a letter motherfucker and uncle vernon's like give me that shit and guess what happens He's like, who would want to write to you? Who would want to write to you? Uh-oh, it's Dumbledore. Knock, knock. it's Dumbledore. Knock, knock, here's a wizard coming. Dumbledore. <laughs> they be, what is it? Like, they open the letter and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they, um, Dudley, or sorry, who'd be writing to you, sneered Uncle Vernon, shaking the letter open with one hand and glancing at it. His face went from red to green faster than a set of traffic lights. And it didn't stop there. Within seconds, it was the grayish, the grayish white of old porridge. Ew. Petunia, he gasped. Dudley tried to grab the letter to read it, but Uncle Vernon held it high out of his reach. Aunt Petunia, I should say Aunt Petunia. Um, Aunt Petunia. It, this, is the, this is the English, the, the U.S. version. I'm going to say Aunt Petunia. Uh, <laughs> took, it, took it curiously and read the first line. For a moment, it looked as though she might faint. She clutched her throat and made a choking noise. Vernon! Um, oh my goodness, Vernon! <laughs> so we get this this business of them fighting and um, Uncle Vernon keeping the letter away from Dudley and Harry. because And you know Dudley's not used to not getting his way. So he's like, I want to say it! I want to say it! What is it? What is it? Um, 
So then Uncle Vernon kicks them both out of the kitchen and they have a little fight. Uh, Dudley's listening at the keyhole and Harry <laughs> is listening under the crack at the, uh, between the door and the floor. And uh-huh. we hear Aunt Petunia say, Vernon, look at the address. How could they possibly know where he sleeps? You don't think they're watching the house. Um, so they're like freaking they are. the fuck out. Um, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got a crystal ball somewhere. It's Professor Trelawney. Um, <laughs> so uh, Uncle Vernon makes a very smart decision to ignore these magical letters or this magical letter. Um and he goes and visits Harry that evening when he comes back from work in the cupboard um, and tells him that he's going to be moving into Dudley's second bedroom. He's outgrowing the cupboard, you know. And he's like, well, what yeah, happened to which, my letter? He's like, it doesn't matter. It, was not a, it, it wasn't for you. <laughs> right. And he's like, but it literally had my name on it and the fucking cupboard, you idiot. It literally had um, my cupboard on it, you whore. Whatever. So this is... This is the beginning of this this chapter of Uncle Vernon trying to troubleshoot how to get Harry away from these letters. Yeah, um, he gets one to the smallest bedroom for Privet Drive, and he's like, yes. well, fuck, I'm just going to, like, nail the mail slot closed. Right, right. The mailman pos- can't possibly deliver if I've also, got it nailed shut. I would like to point out that the smelting stick seems to be its own character. <laughs> several times in this chapter especially once Dudley has to start letting Harry into the second bedroom and um, eventually when they leave for uh, Uncle Vernon's getaway from the letters he just starts hitting people with it yeah he just doesn't give a fuck he does not give a fuck fuck. Um, so it's like on Friday no fewer than 12 letters arrived on Saturday things got out of hand 24 letters to Harry found their way into the house rolled up and hidden inside each of the two dozen eggs that their very confused milkman had handed Aunt Petunia through the living room window that's so funny (laughs) that's my favorite I'll underline that one I was like yes can Can you imagine egg into the pan and getting like a fortune cookie (laughs) it's a a full letter and it's It's like like, what is it if it wasn't addressed to me, I would be like, fuck it, I'm changing my name. Right. Like, Dear Fred. I'm like, I'm Fred. That's, That's me. me. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's this whole barrage of, yeah, Uncle Vernon being a cartoon and trying to stop these letters from coming. It's like a fucking he, Looney Tunes. A Sunday arrives and Vernon is very excited because that famous line no post on Sundays. Um, no damn letters today. <laughs> I always remember like watching that in the movie and having to like cover my ears when he said no damn letters today. He's like, no um, post on Sundays. Why is that? He's like, uh, <laughs> or he's like, fine Sunday. Do you know why? And he's like, no post on Sundays. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yes. He's so uh-huh. excited in the movie. But then he's immediately disappointed because letters begin pouring through the chimney Mm-hmm. Ugh, sorry i should yeah. not be drinking beer on the show ever again um <laughs> and so then uh he packs up the house makes everyone pack in like five minutes and gets on the fucking road and he is a man on the run he is driving He's- like jason Bourne. <laughs> trying to get away he is he is literally and he's like shake it off and he's like talking to himself he's like shake him off come on shake him off shake him off like okay Um, dude chill out 
<laughs> we also like he's the, trying so hard. There's I, I was gonna say this at the end of the chapter, but um, there's this very like '90s notion that permeates this book of like only spoiled lazy children play video games or watch TV. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of kids played video games and watch TV in the nineties. And like, not all of them were spoiled and lazy. <laughs> like this is very true. Very true. Um, but it, that was very much like the thinking back then, which is why I was never allowed to play video games or like own a console growing up. Not that I really had that much interest in it, but like, I just wasn't something I did. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, uh, that's that's I only say that I make reference to that because of um Dudley is just absolutely sick because he is not used to not having his comforts and he says he was hungry. Ooh, sorry. He missed five television programs he'd wanted to see and he'd never gone so long without blowing up an alien on his computer. Um It's Monday, the great Humberta's on. I wanna stay somewhere with the television. Do we know if the great Humberto is a real show? I feel like it is. I'm looking it up. Um, nope, I don't think it's real. These are all Harry Potter related things. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, um, so but that that comment because you know even the where are they? Where are they now, Karen? Where are they? Are they in a they, hotel? Are they in a? They have they have stayed one night in a hotel, but mm-hmm. he got a letter at breakfast the next morning. Um, yep. they're in Cookworth, yep. which I don't know where that is. I'm sorry. I don't know the geography of the UK. Room well. 17. It's, I love how every letter is specific. That's why Specifically I love addressed. letters. Um, so then he, <laughs> they finally, Uncle Vernon drives all over the countryside. He keeps driving into like the middle of forests and fields and getting out and looking around and then getting back in the car and driving further. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Dudley's famous line, daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? Um, which is actually occurs earlier in the film, but uh, later in yes. the book. Uh, so then when Dudley says the great Humberto's on tonight because it's Monday, uh, Harry remembers that his birthday is the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy birthday. He says, of course, his birthdays are never actually fun uh, or exactly fun. Last year, the Dursleys had given him a coat hanger and a pair of Uncle Vernon's old socks. Still, you weren't 11 every day. And I'm just like, what a sad existence. What a sad little life, Harry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm um, so sorry. So Uncle Vernon comes out of the store that they have stopped at and uh, with a package that is very obviously like a shotgun or I, I think it's a shotgun in. I think it's a gun. In, yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to remember if it's a shotgun or a rifle. I don't know. I have to, I'd have to see the, the movie again, but um, something, something uh, along the lines of a shotgun or a rifle or just like a hunting gun, um, mm-hmm. a primitive hunting gun, nothing like crazy, but um. So he says, I found the perfect place. And Uncle Vernon is just absolutely losing it at this point. Yeah, um, that man has lost his fucking marbles. He's he's like that weird, crazy, smiley thing like that everyone does from time to time when you're just like, I can't fucking take anymore. And my psyche has broken. Right. Uh, he points to an island like several miles off the coast and says an old toothless man is going to let them borrow his boat. Which is just a rowboat. So Fun. they cram everyone into the rowboat. They row out to this awkward little shack in the middle of the water. I the English Channel. I'm not sure. 
Um, I just know it's in the middle of the water. Yes. So they get out there (laughs) and uh, Harry has to sleep on the floor. Everyone else is under moldy blankets on couches and beds. And And this poor little boy, this poor little boy is on the floor. Like, I just can't get over how abusive and neglectful and awful they are to him. They're terrible. And it's, like, kind of played for laughs, like, most of the time. But it's also just like, wow, how awful would that be? I know. When I was watching the movie with Henry, I was like, when Dumbledore was leaving Harry on the doorstep, I was like, yeah, we were just talking about this. Like, leave, leave the baby into an abusive family because you don't oh, want yeah. him to be famous, question That's mark. Fine. Like, That's what? fine. And Whatever. nobody even sat there and made sure they actually took it in either. I Which know. I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn, guys, that's fucking cold. <laughs> um, slept him. It's fine. He, they were like, he'll be fine. So this poor baby is laying down on the hard, hard ground and counting down the minutes until his birthday on Dudley's watch mm-hmm. that he can see. Um, with one minute to go, 30 seconds, 10, 9, uh, it says maybe he'd wake Dudley up just to annoy him. Three, two, one, boom! Boom! Huge onomatopoeia. Um, <laughs> and someone is knocking on the door. Dun dun dun! And you know who it is, y'all. You know who it is because chapter it's- four I'll be talking about the keeper of the keys door. It's- Fucking Hagrid, y'all. It says, boom. They knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon? He said stupidly. There was a crash behind them. I I have (laughs) to point out, the first sentence of this chapter says, boom. Or sorry, the second one. They knocked again. Because presumably, the reader doesn't know the gender of the person that's knocking. And they're not going to assume. And therefore... I would just like to submit to the world that J.K. Rowling is using gender-neutral pronouns in her first book. You fucking Boom. bitch. Boom. It's not that hard, is Boom. it? <laughs> it's not that hard. Because there was a crash behind them and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hands. Now they know what he had in that long, thin package he had brought with them. Who's there? I warn you, I'm armed. Was there a was a pause. Then... Smash! Here comes motherfucking Hagrid. A giant of a man was standing in the doorway. His face was almost completely hidden by a long, shaggy mane of hair and a wild, tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes, glinting like black beetles under all that hair. I love him so much. I love him so much. He's such a big, beardy, lovable, huggable man. I love him. He demands a cup of tea. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, would you? It's not been an easy journey. I made him a pirate, apparently. He, he kind of does sound a little piratey. And this is like an appropriate time for a pirate to be there. Right? Budge up, um, you great lump. <laughs> shut We get several like fun insults at Mr. Dursley. Shut up, Dursley, you great prune. I can't <laughs> I can't do his like Scottish, vague Scottish accent. Um He hands Harry uh he he says, happy birthday to you. Got some for you here. I might have sat on it at some point, but it'll taste all right. 
And he imagine it'll taste fine just the same. Oh, is that what he says in your version? No, that's what he says in the movie. In the movie. Sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he opens it. I'm confusing and everyone. <laughs> it's a large chocolate cake that says happy birthday, Harry, which I will say is written like correctly, correctly in the book, not happy birthday, Harry. Um, I thought that was a good <laughs> movie detail because at some point he says he can't spell Voldemort. <laughs> in this chapter yeah, nah, i can't spell it yeah hagrid does not he's not like into spelling like mm-hmm. that's not his thing Mm-mm. that's not his thing but that's all right because i love him anyway he did make him a very sweet cake that's slightly squished but you know it's the thought that counts yes and harry's not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth this is probably the first time in forever that his someone has shown life. him real kindness right you know, minus remember the couple of people that ran into him over his life and they're like, oh, right. <laughs> it's Fucking like the Deedle only moments of kindness. Yeah. So he's like, Harry looked up at the giant. He meant to say thank you, but the words got lost on the way to his mouth. And what he said instead was, who are you? The giant chuckled. True. I haven't introduced myself. Ruby's Hagrid, keeper of the keys and groans at Hogwarts. <laughs> so you're better at Hagrid's him. voice. You should do Hagrid's voice because you're better at it than me. Um, he I also say no to something stronger if you got yes. the mind. I also like that he pulls out a bottle of, I assume, fire whiskey from his cloak or his his big jacket that he's wearing and takes a swig. Mm. Um, and I was like, how strong is the liquor that Hagrid drinks? Because he's a big old beast of a man. That's like Andre giant. the Giant shit. Yeah. How long do you think it takes Andre the Giant to get fucked up? Well, he's dead. Oh, well, back in the day. That's right. He is dead. You're right. <laughs> you think Bob Hoskins is still collecting checks for this movie? No, Karen, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. I forgot. We're coming up on the anniversary of me confusing Kevin Hart and Kevin James, by the way. <laughs> Just want to put favorite. that out there. My Shout out. Mishap. We got to tag uh, Spy Hearts and let them know we mentioned them several times in this, uh, in yeah. this episode. Sorry, um, Scott. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Cam. A, a. Right, Cam is maple syrup. No, I was trying this to. This is so offensive. <laughs> You're like, sorry, Cam. A. <laughs> Cam. A. I lived in Canada for a little bit. I think I have the right. I have family there. It's fine. It's true. I love you, Canada. I visited You're better once. than America. Trust me. You're better Slightly. than America. I think housing is the housing crisis is a little worse, but. Um, Overall, Anyways, overall, you're nicer than America too. So it's a beautiful place, Canada. Not a lot of people, which is kind of nice, actually. Um, Let's go. So uh, Hagrid makes some sausages over a fire that he starts um, with his umbrella. With presumably his umbrella. It just in my book, it just says he leans over and they can't see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know it's the umbrella, though. So no. Then Harry's like, I still don't really know who you are. And then he's like, I'm the keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. You'll know all about Hogwarts, of course. And he says, and like, no, no. So then Hagrid Sorry. gets really fucking mad. He is like, he's like, they he says, I knew you weren't getting your letters, but I never thought you wouldn't even know about Hogwarts for crying out loud. Did you never wonder where your parents learned it all? To which Harry gets more confused. I love how angry he gets in the book because uh, Hagrid doesn't get as angry in the film. And I don't know. That might have been more of a director choice than an actor choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, and I, I don't mind. I don't mind the performance, but I do love seeing Hagrid get really mad. Does, this, does Randy Coltrane ever really get super mad as Hagrid in the movies? I have to think on that. Um, I mean, maybe when he thinks Harry's dead and he has to carry Harry's dead body. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty. That's just more sad than anything. That's some uh, rough shit. Before we get into all of the explanation of who Harry is, I have to take a quick pee break. I'm going to take a Morpheus minute. Okay, so. we will be right back. We're going to take another quick break in the middle of this chapter. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back from that quick break. We're um, back, we're, folks. He's back. Um, he's back. <laughs> such a great mic drop moment. Um, so he, Hagrid's like, you, you, you know all about Hogwarts, right? And Harry's you know like, nah, bro. And then he's like, but your parents. And he's like, what about my parents? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't tell them anything, like. Yeah, he, like, blows up at the Dursleys. He's like, what the fuck? Do you mean to tell me he knows nothing about anything? He's like, well, I can do math and stuff. I love that. In the UK version is I can do maths with an Mm -hmm, S, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which I thought was an interesting little little tidbit. Because I assume that she wrote the UK version fairly accurate to what you're reading, and then somebody from the u.s helped like an a u.s editor like went through and changed some of the language so that it yeah. sounded a little more yeah. palatable for u.s kids um yeah so he's like you don't know what you are and vernon is trying so hard to like keep him from saying it and finally he's like harry you're a wizard but in the which is a departure from what he says in the movie in the movie, he says, you're a wizard, Harry. But in the book, he says, Harry, you're a wizard. 
He's like, what the fuck, dog? I'm a, I'm a what? what? I'm a what? I'm, I'm a, a what? what? He says, this is my favorite, though. When he tells him, he says, ah, go boil your heads, both of you. Talking to Petunia and Uncle Vernon. Because uh, he's like, I'm just going to tell him. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And he's like, I'm you. a what? And he's like, you're a fucking wizard. And you're going to be fucking great. Because your parents are fucking great. Even though you don't know literally anything about it and then he's like here read your letter so finally which is addressed to mr h potter the floor hut on the rock the sea which i love so specific my favorite yeah uh which yeah harry finally gets to read his letter that he first of all i want to say movie version or book version if the fucking letters were flying out of the 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 chimney like that I would have stuffed like 14 of them in my pants. I would have right? like. And the movie, he's like, it's so stupid. He's like jumping up in the air trying to catch them. And I'm like, just bend down. Like, what are you? And he grabs like one and runs. Like, why does like, he grab weird, one? You need to be shoving that shit in your fucking sweater. Like, dog, yeah. what are you doing? I don't know. Maybe we're just from the streets. We don't, from we don't the play around. We we're don't play around. Little whinging. Um, sorry I'd be curious so he reads his letter do you want to read the letter yes so it says Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry Headmaster Albus Dumbledore Order of Merlin First Class Grand Sorcerer Chief Warlock Supreme Mugwump which is something that I we never it never comes up again International Confederation (laughs) of Wizards dear Mr. Potter we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry is that what it says? Yeah. What does your, your say? Mine, mine says, Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have a place at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Hmm. Maybe they were trying to make it more like a U.S. college acceptance letter. Right, right. Interesting. I didn't catch that one the first time around reading him. Hmm. Nice. Please like find enclose a list of all necessary books and equipment. Term begins on September 1st. We await your owl by no later than July 31st. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall, who is deputy headmistress, and I kind of forgot that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she like second principal. in command, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in the in the, I I I feel like this is a very uh, obvious thing, but in this book, it says term begins on first September. Ah. You know, because they they read their, their y'all dates read are, your calendars or your dates a little bit backwards than we do. Which, um, to be fair, I think makes more sense than the way we do it. I'm just used to month, day, year at this point. But like day, month, year does kind of make more, more sense. sense. It makes why more would it be sense. Month, day, year. America is stupid and they just want to be like, we're doing it our way. We don't it's care I, if it's the best. It's how I feel about the metric system and military yep. time. Like I forever yep. will, military time is easier to write. It's easier to read. You always know what time it is. You never have to put fucking AM or PM after it. It's one extra <laughs> number. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Um, She's going. Anyway, <laughs> so Harry's also exploding with information, just like Karen. Cause he's like, um, who, what? what 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 i'm a wizard mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. i'm gonna go when where who what and he's like what do you mean they await my owl and then fucking haggard pulls a fucking owl out of his coat like he's some motherfucking like he just pulls this poor owl out of a pocket he just and pulls, the- it's just presumably been <laughs> in there the whole time it says a real live rather ruffled looking owl 
And then he writes a letter to Dumbledore. It says, Dear Dumbledore, Mr. Dumbledore, given Harry. Did you say Mr. or Professor? Mine says Mr. Mine says Professor. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it says, Dear Mr. Dumbledore, given Harry his letter, taking him to buy his things tomorrow. Weather's horrible. Hope you're well, Hagrid. Yeah, the rest of it's the same. That's really funny. That's wild. Professor Dumbledore. Mr. Dumbledore. Mr. Dumbledore. Of course, I do Hagrid, feel like Mr. Dumbledore. Hagrid would call him Mr. Dumbledore. He would be like the only one that calls him that. Right? He's the um, only one allowed. And then um, <laughs> Uncle Vernon says he's not going. And then uh, Hagrid says, I'd like to see a great muggle like you stop him. I can't. I, sorry, guys. I can't. Do I'd it. like to see a great muggle like you stop him. Thank you. That's much better. A muggle. Or he says, a what? He says, a muggle. A muggle. It's what we call non-magic folk like them. And if and it's your bad luck you grew up in a family of the biggest muggles I ever laid eyes on. It's true, though. And Uncle Vernon says, we swore when we took him in, we put a stop to all that rubbish and stamp it out of him. Uh, wizard indeed. <laughs> and Harry, <laughs> for some reason, is shocked that they knew he was a wizard this whole time. Um, and we get this great, great monologue from Aunt Petunia. Yes. Um, new knew of course we knew how could you not be my dratted sister being what she was oh she got a letter just like that and disappeared off to that school and i I love and she says she came home every vacation with her pockets full of frog spawn turning teacups into rats i was the only one who saw her for what she was a freak a freak (laughs) (laughs) we say that to each other all the time yeah we do on the phone a freak freak then she met that that potter and then if you please she's and then if you please she went and got herself blown up and we can't find it with you i don't think she went and got herself blown up Petunia, yeah, i don't think but, that was I her mean, fault but you know i don't think she really wanted to die after having a, a one-year-old to take care of but i mean i don't know you know you never know yeah she wasn't Whatever. at fucking jonestown like what the fuck like she didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. God. Um like, so then the final straw for Hagrid is that Harry says, You told me my parents died in a car crash, and he fucking loses it. He loses his mind. That's um, great. Come on, crash! Yeah. And he so he's like, Okay, uh, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> I have not read this, I have not seen this. Um, <laughs> I've not seen this. I love it so much. <laughs> drink, um, drink, everyone. I don't think we've been saying drink for our office quotes this season. So, oh, go, go I thought everyone. I was going to say, like, I thought I thought people just assumed at this point. But yeah, yeah that's we should. True. That's true. We um, should for the newbies, right? So he says, "I don't know if I'm the right person to tell you, but someone's gotta. You can't go off to Hogwarts not knowing." Um, he threw a dirty look at the Dursleys. So we get <laughs> introduced. Yes, we get introduced to you know who slash. I don't Voldemort. like saying the name if I can help it. No one does. Um, <laughs> and he, he says, "Well, uh, people are still scared." And Harry says, "Could you write it down?" He says, "Nah, can't spell it." <laughs> One of my favorite lines. Um, and he finally says, all right, Voldemort. And I wrote, we will be team Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. 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 
Yeah, I love Dwight. He's like, shh, 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 just like, don't say it. Like he's fucking Beetlejuice. Like he's gonna pop up if you say his name. Um. <laughs> anyway, we'll be Slytherin. Slytherin one. are the bad guys, Jim. All right, we will be Team Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley, what would you like your team name to be? I don't care. All right, you will be the red team. I prefer the blue team. The blue team. No, the blue team. <laughs> <laughs> no, the blue team. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, so basically he's like, okay, so this wizard is a big bad bitch and he was fucking everybody up. He was killing people. He was taking over. He's like he's, a big ass Nazi. He said, well, he says, didn't dare try taking the school, not just then anyway. And I wrote, because fascists usually don't succeed on the first try. <laughs> yes. If at first fascists don't succeed, try, try again. Elect a weak know? leader and try, try again. Right. Um, and so he's like, yeah, some stood up to them. You know, some were killed horribly. They were tortured. And he's like, your mom and dad were like good guys. And they were standing up to him and like. He thought maybe Voldemort was like, you know, maybe I could persuade these hosts to get on my side. You know, they're powerful. We could we could do some shit. And of yeah. course it didn't work. And he killed his parents and tried to kill Harry. But and Hogwarts, somehow and Hagrid is just so sad about it. I know. Listen, in the movie, he doesn't sob that much at the beginning, but in you know when we read the first chapter and he's like, Oh baby Harry, and he's like fucking yeah. sobbing. I love that so much. He's, it he makes starts, my heart melt. He starts tearing up because he loved the Potters. Um, yeah. He uh, knew your mom and dad and nicer people you couldn't find. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so how are you, Harry? So they killed your <laughs> mom and dad. Um, and then he says and they tried to kill him, but he couldn't do it or he somehow got away. Um and he says, you ever wondered how you got that scar? <laughs> Let me tell you how I got the scars. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Run around the scars. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking, okay. Collecting all of the horcruxes. Oh, anyway. Um, anyway. All my uxes are horcruxes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Or cruxes and O's. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yes. So, um, no one ever lived out. He says, no one ever lived after he decided to kill him. No one except you. And he'd killed some of the best witches and wizards of the age. And we get reference to the McKinnons, the Bones, and the Pruitts, which I remember mm-hmm. it's Susan Bones, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't recall a McKinnon the or a Pruitt's- Pruitt. The Pruitts, I know, are related to Molly. I believe Molly Weasley was a Pruitt. Ah. Uh, her, her maiden name was Pruitt. I believe she had brothers or a brother who died in the battle against Voldemort during that time when mm-hmm. Harry's parents were doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the McKinnons, I am, I would have to refresh my memory because like, I know I the wonder... name comes up before it comes up again at some point. Isn't there? Scottish student, like I almost wonder if they're like related to somebody. There's, well, there's Cormac McCloggan. Is that Irish? <laughs> Cormac McCloggan. I don't. <laughs> I just pictured him as Scottish, but I don't know. Um, Cormac McCloggan. Scots, not Scottish. It's 
Scott, 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 Scott. He's a Scott. Um, I've got a Scottish uncle. He probably would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. They're, yeah, Scottish uncles, man. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Scottish uncles, man. Um, I went, I only say that because I went to a wedding fairly recently and the groom's like, ha- he's half Scots and half Italian. And oh, he had, wow. He had major Scottish uncle representation, like full kilts. There was bagpipes playing when they left mm-hmm. the venue. It was his Scottish uncle came up to me and my friend who was also a bridesmaid in the wedding and just started like snapping pictures of us, like without saying anything. Like, and I'm not talking like from far away. He just had his phone like in our face and he was just snapping picture after picture after picture. And I was like, can I help you? And he just kept snapping pictures. And then finally I was like, um, let's go this way. <laughs> I am dead. But he was still sober enough to play the bagpipes at the end of the night. It was very strange. Um, so anyway, this has been the Scottish uncles segment of the podcast. Scottish uncles, man, represent. Represent, my- but maybe don't take random pictures of people if, without their consent. Um, oh, my phone is dead. That's why it turned off. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's at zero percent. Never seen that before. Um, so he, as Her- Hagrid's story came to a close, Harry saw again the blinding flash of green light more clearly than he had ever remembered it before, and he remembered something else for the first time in his life—a high, cold, cruel laugh. And I wrote, I'm picturing like the scene whenever the Dementors come around him in the third movie, where she's like, Harry, Harry. Oh, I was picturing. Um... Ray finds, I can touch him now. Ah! <laughs> God damn it. Rafe. I fucking love it. Rafe, you are did you a, a bigger great fan? job. Are you a bigger fan of Joseph or Rafe? Rafe, I love him. I, I think so not. too. I love Rafe. He's he's wonderful. I think he's so good. Good old Ralph. I, I, Ralph I've not finds. seen anything that he's been in that I have not like enjoyed his performance. Because is he... Is Ray? Is it Rafe in the Duchess, or is it? Um, it's Joseph. It's, him. It's, it's Rafe, right? No, Rafe's in it. it Rafe's yeah, in he it. plays yeah. the husband, I believe. Right, right. I loved him in that. He's so good. Yeah, he's so um, fucking good. I love him. So fucking Uncle Vernon tries once again uh, to say that he's mm-hmm. not going. Um, Which and then Hagrid's like, "Fuck you." His name's been down since he was born. Like, you can suck a big old dick. Hagrid's like, like "Shut that baby up." <laughs> uh and so he yeah so he says um he 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 gets real threatening towards uncle vernon um and hagrid sorry harry asks hagrid what happened to voldemort sorry i mean Mm -hmm. you know who he who must not be named um so he says good question harry disappeared vanished same night he tried to kill you Makes you even more famous. Sorry, that's Irish. I'm just, I shouldn't ever try the accent. Um, that's the biggest mystery, see? He was getting more and more powerful. Why'd he go? <laughs> that's the biggest mystery, see? Yeah, sure. Um, some say he died. Codswallop, in my opinion. Don't know how, if he had enough human left in him to die. Some say he's still out there, biding his time, like, but I don't believe it. People was on his side, came back to ours. Some of them came out of kind of trances. Don't reckon they could have done that if he was coming back. And I was like, the people under the Cruciatus curse were totally like QAnon supporters. 
I'm so dead. <laughs> Viking. <laughs> They're going to come out of it and be like, oh, I was uh, under a curse. <laughs> um, something about you finished him, Harry. There was something going on that night he hadn't counted on. I don't know what it was. No one does. Oh, I said Cruciatus. You stumped him, all right? I meant the other one, not Cruciatus. What's the other un- unforgivable, the one that controls people? Cruciatus is the oh. pain one. Oh, God. Why can't I think of Imperious. Imperious curse. Thank you. Yeah, Imperial. Um, bitch. <laughs> it's Imperial, bitch. I see you. And I just want to control you. Okay. Anyway. It's Brittany, bitch. Just dance. <laughs> Answer, can you? No, I'm kidding. Stop, I'm kidding. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay, we gotta, we gotta get through this. Um, so, oh, so yeah, Uncle Vernon's like, he's not fucking going. I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> pay for some bitch ass crackpot, crackpot old, fool old fool to teach him magic tricks speaking on Dumbledore. Yes. And that fucking makes Hagrid go like full Hulk mode. And he literally screams. He screams, it's in all caps, never insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. And he brings his umbrella up and swishes it down. And there's a flash of violent light. It sounds like a firecracker. And then Dudley is dancing on the spot, clasping his booty hole, howling in pain. (laughs) It doesn't say booty hole. (laughs) And he's got a big ass pigtail sticking out of his trousers yep. and everyone goes it's pure pandemonium the fucking uncle and aunt are like freaking out and they kind of leave the room and Hagrid's and th- like Hagrid's like all right cool shouldn't have lost me temper my bad whoopsies and ha- Harry's like that's fine I don't give a fuck you can right? embrace everyone that's fucking dope as shit and he's like, uh, well, don't tell nobody I did some magic. And Harry's like, that's that's cool. Why can't you do magic? And Hogwarts. And Hagrid's like, um, I don't, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff. I got expelled, you know. I kept my wand, even though they snapped it in half. It's fine, you know. It's not, yeah, it's not really, yeah. He doesn't want to talk about it. And I was like, and he's like, we're gonna, he's like, we're gonna sleep. And he threw a black coat to Harry and he's like, you can kip under that. Don't mind if it wriggles a bit. I think I still got a couple of dormice in one of the pockets. Which I was like, why does he have dormice? But then I remember that the owl was a thing. Yeah, he probably has a lot of creatures. He's a big man and that he's coat a, is massive. He's a care of magical creatures teacher. He is. He um, is. I, kip under and tuck in were two of those things at, that as a kid I had to like figure out what it meant like because they do use that Mm -hmm. a lot and like all right tuck in and i was like you mean like go to bed like i don't oh they're about to eat dinner like (laughs) right yeah i remember as a kid uh, especially like in the third and fourth books when they kind of left more of the integrity of what she wrote for the uk version yeah yeah um i had to kind of like either look up stuff or ask like be like dad what the fuck does this mean you know because we there's things that we just there's different dialects there's different lingo there's just it's really cool though i love the fact that the english language is so it can be so different and really like there's a lot of i mean most languages are like that if there's different dialects spoken like i i really enjoy sort of studying the difference between spanish and 
you know, one country versus another or like in, you know, the Latin American countries versus Spain. It's so different. Mm -hmm. It's so different. Spain really retained a lot of like the Arabic influence from the Ottoman Empire, um, whereas like obviously we didn't. (laughs) I can be a hero, baby. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, I can kiss you <laughs> in your pain. Okay. okay. Anyway, somewhere uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is crying. And um, dead on the street. <laughs> and dead on the street. <laughs> She's not really dead. I would not wish that upon her. No, also, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. We should uh, pour one out for our girl Betty White. The oh, longest, how did we not? The longest uh, like running actress in history. I mean, what a fucking true legend. What a boss ass bitch. Three weeks away from her hundredth birthday. I've seen a lot of uh, this one tweet that's going around that was like, you know, Betty White really was an expert on comedic timing. It would be like her to die three weeks before her hundredth birthday. (laughs) I know, right? She trolled us all. (laughs) Always in threes, man. And I, I have to say, it really seems, unless they were, like, hiding something, it really seems like she just went one day. And, I mean, that's, it, if we could I'm, all be Yeah, it says it was natural causes. They did a autopsy because people were like, it was COVID. And they were like, did an autopsy. And they were like, no, she she just passed away. Like, sometimes people it just was, pass away. I mean, it's just, it I mean, happens, she was, man. She was 99, almost 100. It yeah. happens. I'm just glad it was peaceful. Yeah, you know, not and she didn't. There. She wasn't suffering up until the end. No, she was like she just gave an interview with like People Magazine that should yeah. be out or coming out about her hundredth birthday coming up, and like she was like, "I'm loving life and yeah. doing shit." So I mean, I'm just glad it was peaceful. She did, lived a full fucking life. She is a true legend for women everywhere, for real. Yeah. Tears to you, Betty. We love you. Tears to you, Betty. We fucking love you. Rest in peace, queen. You were my favorite golden girl. Um, at Judd's work, apparently, when they all found out, they were all in the the archive, which is where they keep all the magic cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a little moment of silence for her, and then someone started singing, "Thank you for being a friend." <laughs> and then they all they all sang the whole theme like back there and i was like oh that's really sweet um marissa was over the day that we found out she died and i was in the kitchen and she made a reference to that and i started singing it and as i'm singing it henry's just like plate because he's trying to give me my food for dinner and i'm like thank you for being a friend and henry's like plate (laughs) down the road at plate So I'll just send it to you. It's so funny. She sent me a. She did a video. She caught it on video. That's really funny. Uh, anyway, we should probably sign off here after yeah. our two chapters of Harry um, Pothead. Harry Pothead and the dank ass fire. Um, Jerry well, Porter and the dollar store cloak. <laughs> <laughs> that meme. You Harry, know what I'm talking about? Harry Potter and the. T- the chamber bot of Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Uh, oh, yeah. Everyone needs to watch that. We'll repeat that right now. Everyone needs to watch it. Please watch it. Anyways, um, we will catch you next week. 
We are going to be having some extra special movie guests on in a couple weeks, and Mm -hmm. we've got some planned all the way out to March, so we're super excited about that. Yeah. Um, Some new friends, some old friends revisiting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We're going to be guesting on other pods, too, I believe, so we'll also be recommending what they do to you. So, you know, it's going to be great. You're going to fucking love it, right? It's so funny. Every time I'm like with people, I'm like, are you guys having fun? Is everyone having fun? Right, guys? Right? <laughs> you better Everyone's be having like, motherfucking fun. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do that, I can't help but like think of that time that Morpheus was ranting about the Transformer movies and he was like, we watched all five because his fucking mic. Like- <laughs> it was like, and we watched all five. <laughs> It like, started, it like started out regular and it was like <laughs> anyway um well i wish all of you the best of the new years the best of the best yes. of the new year let's all try and make the best of what we've been given in this dumpster fire world um mm-hmm. amen to that <laughs> sister try and be kind to yourself be kind to others um and thank you for being here today Thank you. Thank you for being here today. And thank all you listeners for being here today because we love you. We cherish you. If you want to contact us, hit us up on our socials. You know, we've got Twitter, Instagram. You can find us. You can just Google Chicklet. We'll be there. Trust us. We're like the first hit, motherfucker. We'll be there. We'll be there. there. (laughs) Henry always says... um, he always says, I swear, when I say stupid things. He's like, I swear. And I'm like, <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sky. He hates oh me. God. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Okay, bye, it. guys. Love you, mean. Bye. Bye. Let's get chicklet. It felt like uh, Adelaide and uh, what's his name in that fucking duet. Yes. Remember? A belt. A belt. Alright, we gotta go. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye. I can do anything better than you. <laughs> I can hold any note longer than you. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yes, yes I can. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Oh, I forgot that to stop awful. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.